Zach Sang Show, Tiny Temp in the studio, everybody. Woo! What's up, Zach? What's up, dude? Girls like featuring Zara Larson is a new single right now. Yes, it, it, it is indeed. Thank I, you. Man. I congratulate you. Zara is amazing. Yes, thank you very much, man. We've had a lot of love all over the world from this record, man. So it's good to hear you say that as well, Zach. Thank you, bro. Because you come to America, and I feel like the love here is delayed. It comes, <laughs> but it comes a little bit slower, right? Because we're looking at. I mean, I think the last time I looked at the music video, it was like twenty million views, something. I mean. Like it's like more. 97 million views That's it. now. Yeah, it's Come ridiculous. On. It's ridiculous. It's a global hit. Yeah, but the, I mean, sometimes the love in America is delayed, but the, the reality of it is that America is such a big nation and you guys, you've got so much going on here. Yeah. Like, so much incredible talent. I know... You know, people say what they say about British music. You know, it's very revered around the world. Yeah. But you guys have so much going on that I, I respect the fact that it's hard not to pay attention to what's going on outside of here. Okay. So I get that it might take a while sometimes to kind of make an impact. And that's cool, man. Because it just means, you know, I get to do it all over again and it's fun. <laughs> because this is not your first time in America. It isn't. No, it it's isn't. definitely not your first time trying to work a single here. Definitely not. Written in the Stars, one of my favorite songs. Thank you. And being a CHR guy, that was the record that you guys worked to the Top 40 yes, world. Yes, But you worked a record, I think it was like three, three and a half years ago. You worked it to Hip Hop Radio here first. Yes, that was was that a different version of you back then? What working hip hop radio first? Yeah, I no, mean, do here. you know what? Yeah, do you know what it was? I think at the moment, obviously, I'm a rapper. I'm a rapper from the UK, yeah. and I just think at the moment, um, well, back then anyway, I don't think that was quite clear what that meant. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether it's because of social media, but I think a lot of people just assumed that we were basically just. British interpretations of what happens over here. <laughs> but that's not true. We have our own culture. We have our own sound. We have our own style, which is very eclectic. It all doesn't sound the same at all. So I think now because of social media, it's a lot more, people are a lot more clear of yeah. what, what we are and what we do. Whereas before they just thought, okay, rapper, put him down the hip hop route. And yeah. it was good because at the same time, you know, I was able to meet loads of loads of the rappers over here if you are I'm big fans of you know I was able to do records with you know the likes of Wiz Khalifa's and awesome. the Pusha T's so it was great you know and I've made loads of good friends and you know I guess it was a good way to start America you know what is your thought on America's definition of what hip hop is right it's different than the UK no to to be honest I think America has the correct definition you know America okay. America you know they we very much see you guys as the originators of of that sound and that culture all it is is that we have our own culture which is very much inspired by the sound but to a certain degree we're just we're living different lifestyles there's loads of similarities but yeah. we have our own way of doing things and so we i guess we talk about that more whereas 10 years ago we were probably trying to emulate the american story the american swag it's your story now yes it's our story now and you said that the biggest difference between uk beats when it comes to you know rapping it, slower or faster in the faster. UK slower here yes is that the only difference you see uh I mean obviously the, you know the quality of production I'd say in in the UK in America we have this culture of like you know you'd have like a really successful artist you know whether they're from the country western world or if they're from the rap world mm -hmm. and then they would kind of look at the new talent and they'd say all right I have all these facilities and I have all of this um, infrastructure I'm going to bring them through they can work under me learn what I learn yeah. 
you know, get up to scratch and then they can have their time and then it carries on like that. In England, we don't have that, especially for the kind of hip-hop, yeah. you know, um, side of things because it's still such a new thing. So It's a I do guess, it on your own. Yeah, so it's a do it on your own. So I guess the quality, more often than not, is not there as well because, yeah. like you said, you don't really have trained producers. Everyone's on a laptop. You yes. know, we don't have any of the OGs that are saying, you know, use this software or do this or do that. It's different. Yeah, so I think it's faster. The sound quality is a bit different. And I guess it's just more angrier. Yeah. It's a lot more angrier, too. D- does that anger... Okay, so when you look at the lyrics, and you mentioned the lyrics in the story, and not emu- no more emulating American story, right? It's yeah. bringing your own story to the forefront. Yeah. Telling your own story. Yeah. Do you feel like that translates here? I think now it does, yes. I think... I think before social media and before the real power of social media, no, because at the end of the day, it's through your media outlets. It's the same way that obviously we're used to watching American shows and hearing American music, but it's the same way if you were trying to force, I guess, Russian music, you know, through, (laughs) through like a British radio, it probably just wouldn't appeal to the, to the people naturally. But because of social media, I think there's this whole new generation, guys, of like people that just want to find things themselves. And I just, you know, British rappers telling their own story is not the only thing that's happened. I think it's happened around the world. You've got African artists who are now, you know, we've stopped, they've stopped trying to emulate British artists or American artists and they're trying to tell their own story. You've got Swedish artists who are doing the same thing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think the internet has just made that more possible because... You know, in your spare time now, you're going to want to seek out a new artist as opposed to just, you know, um, seeing them on a TV here on a chat show or... It's changed everything. It's 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 a new day. It's no more telling people what they they should like. Exactly. It's discovering it on their own. Exactly. Does it pain you a little bit knowing that you get millions and uh, 97 million views on on a music video and millions upon millions of streams on places like Spotify, but you still got to come here and work radio? No, because it just means that hopefully by the end of the, the... year it should have 200 million views that's all it means it's, i i never see it as a negative man it's great it's great yeah. that you know the the fans over here have engaged with this song you know i've it's always a blessing when that happens man and I, it's a lot of work but i'm prepared to do it i'm always happy to come to come back here and do work and you, you never stop i never stop you don't can't stop won't stop and i think it's awesome thank you i it- think it's awesome too dude it, it, <laughs> i've been doing this nine years and i've seen some artists come from overseas work a single have a little success and then it wasn't what they wanted and then just leave and never come back mm, but mm. they were great artists with so much potential yeah and they go on to do great things you know back where they came from but but you keep going the way the, the way i see it is i'm just i'm just a kid that came from like a council estate in yeah. southeast london right so Anytime I have a song that does well in England, it's a triumph for me. Anytime I have a song that does well in Australia, it's a triumph. And I'll fly over there and I'll go on the radio and I'll tell everybody how grateful I am because I genuinely am. Anytime I have a song that does well in America, whether that happens once a year or whether that happens once every couple of years, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's a blessing because when you think of, I know like, people you know england is a powerful country and i know people are very much aware of the united kingdom but yeah. we live on a, such a tiny little island you know so when the music is able to emanate you know it's not not as small as where rihanna's from but yeah. you know it's not that different you know so 100%. when it can emanate out from there it's always a blessing we're making we're making all this music in the tiny little studio in london <laughs> that isn't even as fancy as this 
So <laughs> it's a it's a it's a blessing, man. But it's it, cool. There there's something different about it, right? There's a different story there. Obviously, there, there's a different feel to the music. I mean, do you feel like there's more of a sense of community creating in the UK? No, to be honest, I feel like there's more of a sense of community creating here. Really? Like I said, I feel like the professionalism of the like music industry yeah. and the business is very much evident here everybody knows it's a business everybody knows that there's money to be made the success to be had so people are willing to work together whereas in the uk i feel like people are still art yeah it's still at the art stage where it's like i just want to make something and just put it out i don't care what happens and so as a result people just stay in their own little camps and in their own little bubbles but it's cool it's changing you know and we don't have as many studios open you know like i said before with the really successful musicians in america they tend to open up studios all the time yeah i've been to so many people they say oh this was this person's studio or this is you know salam remy's studio or this is but we don't really do that in England or I guess the older guys did, but they're probably like the rock guys or, yeah. you know, so we don't really have access to that. But now it's changing. Is that something that you want to start? I've already started. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a little dingy studio in South London, but now I have two little nice. dingy studios. So <laughs> Congratulations. it's okay. Yeah, it's you all right. You have a house too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got a house? Yeah, well, I, I, I've had a house for a while now, like a couple years ago. Okay. Mm. Well, what I just, I was like, I was watching a few different interviews from you and I was watching interviews from when you first came to the States, like three and a half years ago and then I watched your last appearance on the Jonathan Ross show. Yeah. Right? I feel like that was two different versions of Tiny Tempa. Go on and explain. Tell me. I, I, <laughs> I think when you first came here to the United States, you were riding off all of the success in the UK. Mm-hmm. I mean, you sold out O2. Mm-hmm. That's huge. But you sat in a studio and you had to educate somebody on what the O2 was. Yes. That's stupid. Yeah. Right? And there must be a part of you in that moment because it's coming off of a Drake comparison yeah. that you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Right? I got a number one single over there. I'm selling out 25,000 people in a freaking arena. And then I come here and they don't even they don't even know. But do you know what's funny about what you just said as well? I yeah. think, you know, when obviously Jay-Z is still very much like the guy to me. But when Jay-Z was like, you know, selling you know, the, as the biggest hip-hop artist, you know, the, the, the comparison was to Jay-Z. Yes. Then when it was Kanye West, then the comparison was to Kanye West. And now it's Drake. The comparison is to Drake. So I, I just take it as a compliment these days. I'm like, okay, cool. That is the biggest representation yeah. from that side of the water. That is where hip-hop originated from. So even if tomorrow it's Fetty Wap, <laughs> they're going to say, oh, yeah, the UK, you know, the UK version of Fetty Wap. And that's just that's just the way it goes, man. Yeah. So it's, it's, I guess it's not frustrating. It just kind of is the way it is, yeah. man. And it's, it's it's cool. And then I see you on the Jonathan Ross show. There's no sunglasses. You have these beautiful eyes. You're so yeah. happy to be there. <laughs> Thank you. You look like you're like the best friends. With, you know, it was, it was a different vibe. It was yeah. a different zone. Yeah, it was no, also years later. Yeah, also years later. I've, I mean, I've learned a lot in the past. Like, like you said, you've yeah. known of me for like six or seven years now. The first album was colossal, you know, even written in the stars over here did like three, four million copies, you know, I, so written, I know the hooker. Yeah, know, you know, know Super Bowl. Forever. It was yeah. it was ridiculous. And so many things happened. And at that time, I was like 21, 22, man. So I've literally just moved out of my mom's house, <laughs> recorded a couple of songs and all of this stuff has happened. And it's like 
it's literally the most overwhelming thing ever. I and I, like, I don't, I don't mind educating people, man. I think yeah. that's what's fun. I think we're in an age where people want to know new things and different things. So it's cool. It's fine. And does that process kind of help you stay grounded a little bit? Because I mean, there is a chance that really you, you can fly, dude. Selling out O2, there's a chance for a head to grow and for you to soar right up through the clouds. Hey, man, I want to do Staples Center, man. I want to do Madison <laughs> Square. But that's it. Definitely. Definitely. Setting goals. Like, of course. And yeah, it, it definitely does keep me grounded. But um, like I said, coming from where we've come from, I didn't expect anything to be easy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard enough in the UK as it is. You know, we have so much talent there. You know, yeah. you know, look at you the, really do. Yeah, we do. We have you know a lot of the best music, so it's hard enough to crack there. You know, I, I didn't expect the rest of the world to be like a walk in the park. Yeah. You know, and it's fun. It's fun to be able to go out there, meet people, and educate them. Because like I said. It's just more people that are going to go on YouTube and click your shit, man. Exactly. It's not a bad thing. Okay. Girls like Zara Larson. How'd you hear of Zara? So I heard of Zara from um, a song called Lush Life. So good. Yeah, I don't know. Did you guys play that? We Not yet. It's the next single that they're now working. Okay. Again, we're very delayed. Yeah, you guys need to work on that. (laughs) But Lush Life has been... I'm trying. (laughs) You know, we could talk for hours about the fact that I think radio here in America has put these weird parameters on what we believe pop music is yeah right and how we believe a human being actually consumes music yeah right we don't program to a human being we program to some dumb meter we decide to define pop based on like what you know like i don't know 50 year old men consider pop yeah it's so it's so on its head it's changing I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. Zach's going to lead the revolution. I'm, I'm, dude, it's what I, it's literally the goal I said a few years ago and making sure that we actually play music that matters, yeah. right? It's such, it's too heavy of a business. I think there's, you know, you were talking about before, right? Like here in America, we know it's a business and we treat it like a business. Yeah. And in the UK, nobody wants to work with you because it's art, it's personal. Yeah. There's moments here where business completely, completely overshadows art. Yeah. And that starts to screw Almost everything. Yeah. And that's when people start discovering music on their own. Yeah, but then that's what's happened. Yes, you know, even I know. With, with all the streaming sites and I just I just think now, I grew up in an era where you could buy physical copies yeah. and now everything is streamed. At first streams didn't make sense to me, but now it makes so m- much sense because yeah. at the end of the day, when I'm fifty, I can just open up a playlist and <laughs> play play the songs I used to listen to to my future kids and it will still be there, still be online. Whereas if you bought the physical copy, you might not be able to find it yeah. or you might not be able to buy it again or Dude. you know so so it's not a bad thing but i guess all of, all of these structures always force change regardless there's always going to be change and i just don't think that what's going to happen next is a bad thing i think it's going to be great for of all course. the artists it's empowering more artists i know artists are now going and doing you know more of their own kind of deals with some of these guys and yeah. it's good you know there's the cobalts in existence now of course you know if if, if it wasn't for some of these structures these you know, these people wouldn't be able to exist now. So it's not a bad thing. 100%. And that's going to lead to change on our end too because we need to keep up. Exactly. Right? And at the end of the day, we have the biggest reach, right? It's just about programming it correctly and programming to a human being, kind of what Spotify does. Yeah. You know, making it more of a well-rounded experience. Yeah, but I mean... You know, it always it always still happens eventually. There's always an artist every year, right? Yeah. Even watching, you know, America as a fan, every single year there's an artist that comes out of here that is new and exciting. So, so it definitely still works. And I think Zara is going to be able to have an amazing <sighs> career here. Yeah. I heard Lush Life and I was just like, wow, what the hell is this? This I love this girl. I want to work with this girl. I didn't even realize she she'd done like 
the TV show. It was like yeah. Swedish Idol. That and was she it. sold a whole bunch of records before. I wasn't aware of any of that. Um, I saw Lush Life. I was like, I need to get in touch with this girl. We'd already produced um, Girls Like. I signed a producer who made Girls Like. So he's actually here. He's here with me now. Having children and you being allowed to play them your catalog. Yeah. Right? Like, that's a pretty, that's a distinct visual. Yeah, definitely. Are you proud right now of the music you've created? And are you prepared to pull up that stream one day? A thousand percent. And yeah. I and I, and I guarantee you, I'm almost, uh, I'm like 99% sure that it will still sound as good as it did then. That's a big statement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm adamant. This is what this is what I mean. As an artist, of course, I've made thousands of songs that people haven't heard, and yeah. I still do all the time. And I make the songs that are just for my friends, and I make the songs that are just for you know people close to me that they can come to my studio and hear me just vent about this issue or talk about that or talk about this thing that really affected me. However, when I've got to the point where I've refined the song, I've mixed the song. I've got the song on the radio. I'm sitting here with you guys. Just know that we've I've done everything I can to make that the biggest song possible. Hell you know, yeah. because I don't feel, if I'm being honest with you, like I said, I'm just this kid from England, you know, that's a rapper. I don't feel like I have the same luxury as someone like a, like, you know, like a Taylor Swift or no. someone like that to be able to say, oh, you know, I just made a song about... I'm not saying she does, but, you know, I just made a song about, you know, feeling sad or about, like, my breakup. Or I don't feel like the world is necessarily, would be necessarily be as interested in my life as they would someone who is, like, a mega pop star like exactly. Taylor Swift. So yeah. I have to always put my best foot forward. Do you get what I mean? Yes. Always. And so that's that's the kind of mindset that I'm in when I'm making a record. That important mindset to be in. Yeah, yeah, how, definitely. How long does it take you usually? How meticulous are you? Um, I'm, I'm very meticulous, you know, as, as, you know, the longer I've been here, I guess the longer it takes to make a track because yeah. there's just so many layers. Like I said, me and Nana can get into the studio. I'll just do something as quick as all the girls like. We'll get in a few different singers to try a few different hooks. We'll live with the hooks for a while. So all of this, you know, the whole girls like process, the song, the idea of the song was made instantly, like you heard. Yeah. However, to finish the song ended up taking, you know, a good, I don't know, three weeks, you know, loads of different, yeah. trying out loads of different things, you know, but going back to what you said, actually, Zach, that's funny. I would be, I, I can't wait to be able to play my future kids, my music. <laughs> I'm so proud of it. Do you know, do you know what's really nice as well? Anytime um, I bring out a new song, the, the the reason I know I'm onto a good thing is because they are always able to play all my old ones again. You know, like wow. girls like in, in no doubt is yeah. going to be able to allow someone to play written in the stars again. And I'm confident I can stand by that song and say that someone's going to hear that song and appreciate it as much as they did back then. Dude. So you're telling me when you listen to this song, you listen to girls like now, mm. you listen to it and you're a hundred percent happy with it. Yeah. And I, and I, I think that people are going to look around. Cool. My, hopefully, I can be able to point people to the year. I can say, right, look at 2016. Yeah. Look at what all my contemporaries released. Like, who released something that sounds like that? Who who released some something with a combination like that? Who released... Have you even heard, you know, the trap bit at the end where the tune changes and yeah. it goes, said I was a man? Like... <laughs> We always we always try and do that with our music, especially being British. We always try and add a different dynamic. Like, I'm really proud that there's not many people, especially from where I'm from, that yeah. are have the freedom to be able to do that within this, you know, 
within this uh, no, industry that we're in, you know. So, of course, the, I'm very proud. No creative freedom, really. But you have 100%. Yeah, we have. We have, I'm not saying that other artists don't have creative freedom. I'm just saying that, you know, within the situation that we are in, at the end of the day, anytime I release a song, like it goes into the pop charts. I didn't create the pop charts. No. This is just within the system that I've, you know, I've been born into. Right, cool. If you've got a really big song, it goes on the pop charts. So cool. I want to have a really, really big song. So where does it go? Pop charts. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know, <laughs> like if, if you want to have loads of fun, go to Disneyland in Orlando. That's where you've got to go, right? Yeah. What do you think of Americans' ears? <laughs> do you think they listen the same way that people listen in the UK? Um American Our ears, right? When we listen mm. to music. What do you think? I think you guys can tell a hit. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Of course. That's why I think that's why there's so much emphasis on the whole like, you know, break in America thing. Yeah. Because I think when Americans do accept a record it's a kind of out and out hit. That's what made me feel like Written in the Stars was an out and out hit. And, and to be honest with you, I think that's what even, because after that, I even ended up um, performing it at the Olympics closing ceremony. I remember that. And I think it's probably because of the American success as well. You know, it just kind of um, consolidated and was a stamp. Like, this is a definite hit. Official validation. Yeah, I think America gives it that, like, official validation. What do you think of everything we're going through right now? And I know, like, I know the UK is going through it too. Mm. Theresa May. Brexit. I mean, that was a huge deal. Yeah. Were you in? Were you you wanted to stay in the EU? Yeah. I. I mean, obviously, I wanted to stay in the EU. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I was. I was more kind of looking at it just in the sense that one. You know, I travel a lot. I tour a lot. I'm in Europe a lot. You know, it's and, a big deal. I mean, yeah. you can travel freely. I mean, yeah, free and I travel freely. So in that respect, that's why I wanted to stay in. But you know, all I'd say on just the state of affairs now is just that I just think as humans, we all know that some like things are not right. Yeah. You know, and I think obviously naturally everybody can just get up and get on with their day and get on with their life but the way I see it is obviously you don't have all the answers I don't have all the answers no. however if we all as humans know that there's something wrong something wrong there's more of us yeah. there's more of us yes. well, I saw you the, other, what, I saw the other day you tweeted you're like I'm coming to America and I have to like avoid the police it must be scary waking up every day having those thoughts yeah I mean to be honest as someone from who's from England you know born in England Watching it, it just seems like the most scariest thing ever, you know. And I just, all I'll say on the matter is that I just don't believe that in 2016, it's, it, it shocks me that it's so normal, even more normal now to see things like that. And yeah. I just worry, you know, I don't have kids or anything like that, but I just think when I bring kids into the world, the fact that you can just watch something like that on your smartphone... It's terrifying. Yeah, it's like I couldn't watch things like that when I was growing up. So what kind of world are we living in at the moment? You know, that's that's all I'd say. And I just and I, I, I you know, I just feel like for us all as a, as a, as one people to just accept it and just to be like, OK, this is OK. I think that we're doing a disservice to ourselves yeah. as human beings. You know, it is a different world here than in the UK, mm. more accepting. Or di different tension towards different groups of people, mm. right? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Right? Because here it's cops versus, you know, black people. Mm. Over there it's people who were born in London, UK, Polish people, you know, moving over, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's very it, different but the same. I, I, to be honest, I think everywhere is the same. Yeah. I think, you know, um, I watched something once where... I was like, they were saying, you know, most major societies, there's always an enemy. One group of people always ends up becoming the enemy. So I'm sure if you go to like Australia, they have their issue with some people. I'm sure if you go to 
India, there's issues there, yeah. you know. But I just think just in a Western civilization, uh, now that we have cars that can drive themselves and we have, you know, we have Uber, guys. We have Uber. This should be the last of our issues. Yeah, this should be the last of our issues, you know. This should be the... We, we're, we're spending so much time on thinking how we can make our lives easier, yeah. but we're actually doing the exact opposite, you know, as human beings. We're making our lives more difficult. It's crazy. Will your music, will your music ever reflect what's going on in society or is that a part of what it takes to make a timeless record is your is your music more of escape or is it more of representative you know what um i think at the stage i am in my life because you know the new album is called youth um i believe i know it sounds crazy you know no and I i believe i'm right actually but i think social media has changed this but i think when you're growing up and you're in those kind of euphoric days of your life because you know, you know, not to not to change the mood of the interview, but no. there was also the apartheid, you know, like a couple of decades ago. Of so course. all of this stuff is not new. Mm. It's just being presented to us in a different way. Um, it's but more the, evident. We yeah, it's more ev- it's more evident. But I, I'm guessing it was kind of evident back then as well. I just <laughs> I just think maybe people didn't have smartphones, but they were reading it via newspapers yeah. or you know. But people were aware of of the state of the world. However, I just think that when you're in your youth. I just, I just think that, of course, these things are always going on, but I just think that you're in such a euphoric stage of your life that, like, you're, as a, as a, ch- as a child or as a younger person, those are not your main concerns. And to be fair, I don't think they should be your main concerns. No. Have you ever noticed when, whenever even the most grumpiest man in the world sees a child, like a newborn baby, they always go, Oh, hi. <laughs> and do you know why we do that? I believe. I believe that it's because we want them to enjoy their youth. And yeah. we, you know, we know what the world is like now, but you're young, man. You're free. Be do naive. Whatever. Yeah, be naive until that moment of realization <laughs> comes. Enjoy, enjoy it because really that's what we should all be doing. And that is the sort of vibe I like to put into my music. Like, my music is like a feeling. I like to, I like to think that if you're having the most shitty day, you can listen to my music and, you know, be taken away and feel good, you know. Uh, it's almost like a, you know, I've not never tried opium, but it's almost like <laughs> o- op- an opium for for the soul, yeah. you know, or for, for your mind. And I believe that that's what, you know, I definitely believe that as a musician, you have like a social responsibility, which I very much take on board, yeah. you know, with my, you know, work. And I'm always trying to get involved in charity. I'm always trying to be socially aware and conscious. However, I want my, I want to be able to look back in my life and say my music made people feel good. Amazing. Know? What do you Tiny think of uh, what do you think of songs like Kanye West famous where he's just calling out Taylor Swift and then feuds start like that? Um, to be honest with you, like I said, you know, you gu- you guys, I know, I know, I- I'm very much inspired by American music, but America is so much on the business. It's that, business, you know. It, I I don't know, you know. I obviously it wasn't. I don't believe it was anything planned, but. I just know that there's a lot of strategy in American music and I actually am inspired by it because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're still at that stage where you can find a new artist on YouTube and it's like a massive deal. However, I feel like America's kind of moved on from that. You know, the more kind of scandalous or the more there's a kind of underlying story behind the artist or, you know, they're dating someone prominent. I think all of these factors help selling the music you know and it's amazing to watch as a british artist because that's not really the case in england but but you can also call out the you know yeah you can call out the 
But but then also on the flip side of that, what I will say is as a rapper, yeah. I believe the one of the main reasons why I wanted to be a rapper is because I believe that rappers have ultimate freedom. We can say whatever we want on a record, yeah. you know, and we can say things that, you know, Adele can't really say, you know, or Taylor Swift Go can't. Go back to NWA the police yeah you know exactly I mean? like, like i said you know everything is nothing new, there's nothing new under yeah. the sun it's all been happening you know but when i hear things like that i just think to be quite honest with you it's amazing that rappers have the freedom to be able to say whatever they want but i just i just know that there's lots of strategy yeah. in, in, in american <laughs> music you know anything else on your mind dan well i just saw people a bunch of people are commenting online wondering why zara larson wasn't in the girls like music video mm. Literally, she couldn't make it. Oh, okay. Literally, like we we did the, the we did two videos. We did a video in London that really sucked, really really <laughs> sucked, um, and she couldn't make that one. And then we did the video in South Africa, and I, I would have loved her to be in the video, but she just couldn't make it. So hard to get to South Africa. Yeah, it's quite hard to get to South Africa. Twelve hour flight yeah. from England. So. Busy schedules too. Yeah, yeah, it's not a joke, but Ta- yeah, we've done a few quite we've done quite a few cool performances. We opened up for Beyonce. In Wembley Stadium, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, no big deal. You know what I mean? What? Yeah, so that was quite cool. It was cool. No, it was really it's nonchalantly cool. mentioned that. <laughs> Tiny tempo, my friend. Ah, oh, thanks, thank, Zach. Thank you for spending time here, bro. This has been an amazing interview, man. <laughs> I didn't think my first interview back was going to be like this. This is so like, dude. I thank you for that, and I thank you for spending time. And I really enjoy talking to you. I've been a huge fan for a while. Ah, oh, thanks, man. And just a fan of the culture over there, and the music, and the way you guys attack it, and the way you treat it. Just uh, admire inspired inspired and i thank you for spending the time thank you and the last thing i'll say is it doesn't matter whether it's like british or whether it's american all i'd say to everyone listening out there just embrace new and embrace fresh you know that's it you know forget where we're from embrace fresh art at the end of the day is art yeah art is art that's it tiny tempa thank you (laughs) thank you sir cheers guys this podcast is part of the zach sang show podcast network